Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm just going to mention real quickly, Denton and Ben, who is on with us right now. I may add to the smell test before the end of the show because I just got a text during the break about a lot of uh, a lot of public money in, uh, coming in on Detroit and a lot of sharp money coming in on San Francisco. So the 40, 49ers might get added to the smell test before the end of the show. I'll let you know the very end of the show. I don't think I've done that in a while. Um, ben Standings with us as he is every Friday. He is our Washington Commanders team insider. He writes for The Athletic. You should subscribe. He has a podcast called Standing Room Only, and you can follow him on Twitter, at Ben Standing. Uh, by the way, thank you, Vince. Uh, it was Sampras versus Karecha. Uh I'll, I'll actually retweet this. Uh, ben, ben, do you remember the, the match at the U.S. Open when Sampras was vomiting into to fl- flower beds uh, on the court? Um, yeah. in, uh, in, in Flushing Meadow. I couldn't remember who he, he was playing, but, it, but Vince sent me the eight-minute video of Sampras versus Karecha. Uh, I, didn't, I would not have remembered Kare- the Karecha part, but yes, I do remember Pete Sampras having his uh, Jordan flu uh, moment there, yes. Yeah, I think he had just, you know, the, the long matches, he was not an endurance guy, but he won the match. He won the match. Um, all right. Uh, first of all, let's just start with Belichick. Um, it is, he's not going to get hired by anybody, right? 
Uh, I mean, unless there's a job opening that like comes out after, like you know, something, right. you know. But no, no, it's not not he's not coming here, and Seattle hasn't met him, shown interest in him either. So yeah, I, I mean, I mean, it is obviously incredibly surprising in the sense that you know who he is and all he's done. But you know, the reality is the last couple of years have been, you know, pretty un, unsteady to say the least up in New England, and for him to do what he's going to do. He requires so much say and control that, you know, you really have to decide if you're a team. Like, I think if Dallas had fired Mike McCarthy, I think that could have been interesting because Belichick helping put that team that's won 12 games a lot to the half talent over the top, I think would be one thing. But, you know, it's a short-term investment. That's why it never made any sense here. And that's why it doesn't make sense in a lot of places unless you, you know, like I said, with Dallas, you're just like, you think you're, just one piece away from you know really winning, but there were just weren't that many teams like that this year. Why do you think it fell apart with Arthur Blank in Atlanta? Um, my sense is that Arthur Blank had this fascination, but once they had the conversations with Belichick and everybody else on the staff in the building, sort of got got wind of what that would look like. I think they were whether it was job preservation for themselves or a sense that, hey, we don't really actually think this is the way to go because of what it would do, the, the changes, the, you know, the things would be uprooted, et cetera. You know, I think they ultimately decide, they talk the owner to saying, you know, we don't want to, we don't want to do this. Um, you know, it's the thing, like I said, I think for, for Belichick to come in is probably, you know, he's going to overhaul this, do that, but how long is he actually going to be there for, you know, and then he's gone and then what? Yeah, I mean, I think the the Dallas and Philadelphia things are interesting. I I was saying to Denton earlier in the show, maybe now that he isn't going to Atlanta, you know, if you're if you're a Jet fan, wouldn't you rather have Belichick than Robert Sala with the team that they have next year? If you're a Saints fan, wouldn't you rather have him than Dennis Allen? I mean, the Bears committed way too early to Eberflus, given what's out there. Look, the, the bigger surprise in many ways for me is that Vrabel hasn't even interviewed that much. Why do you think that is? Yeah, I tweeted something similar, that Belichick's the bigger story, but Vrabel is the more surprising one. You know, look, I think that so often what goes on behind the scenes in these organizations, we do not always know what's going on. I, I, you know, based on how Tennessee moved on from him, um, some of the re- reasonings they were saying they moved on from him, like sort of just, you know, some personnel, some questionable personnel calls, maybe, I don't want to say not working well with others, but, but not sort of, you know, being maybe on the same page as their new GM played some factors. And, you know, he is another Belichick disciple right having played with new england those guys have had a history of not always playing well with others and i'm not you know it's not fair to lump them all in together that mike Vrabel and josh mcdaniel and everybody else is the same but i'm just saying that the people that have come out of that system have you know have had some some flame outs he's basically the one guy who's had success right coming out of uh of, and he of didn't Belichick. coach for him he just played for him you're right. I think from that mentality, right. He's not yeah. from the, the coaching tree, but just that he played for him for several years. Um, so, you know, I'm just going sort of going off the mentality. I, I don't know though. I mean, you know, ultimately, you know, I, I, my guess is he probably wanted a fair amount of control himself, seeing as how Tennessee, apparently part of the rub was 
you know, he may not have had as much as he wanted. He's had some success. But a lot of these places have already hired, you know, GMs or, or they have something in place. And I, that, that's my best guess as to why, um, you know, like for like Jim Harbaugh, once Adam Peters was hired here, that ruled Jim Harbaugh out for me because he's going to want say. And I'm not uh, suggesting that Vrabel and Harbaugh are equal based on Harbaugh's record. But, yeah, I imagine Vrabel was like, hey, I'd like more say. And other teams were like, well, we'll, we'll get back to you, I guess. So here we are. There are two. By the way, Raheem Morris. I, there's a lot of excitement from a lot of people around the league. He has been incredibly well respected and well liked. And I'm not trying to diminish the Raheem Morris getting the job. I talked about him in the open, but you know there are a lot of people that were affiliated with this organization for many years that are probably very happy that he's getting um, that opportunity uh, in Atlanta to be a head coach again. Remember, he was a head coach once before in Tampa. So with Washington and Seattle left, you know clearly Ben Johnson is the target and the heavy favorite to land the Washington job. What about Seattle? Is, you know, now, I do want to ask you real quickly. I actually should have asked this first. Anything to make of Dan Quinn reportedly getting essentially what would amount to a third interview here? Um, you know, to play sort of the – to try to read the politics of it all, it's either to me Washington – telling Ben Johnson's people, hey, I think we all want this, but, you know, if you keep pushing, <laughs> don't, don't push contract talks too wild because we do have other options. Or it's Dan Quinn's people saying to Seattle, hey, I think you guys wanted me. Don't let that Green Bay game scare you away, but I've got other options too. That, those would be my best guesses. And, and you know, this has been, my, my thing with Ben Johnson here has been, I've had several people say he's definitely getting the job. Um, I know other people have gone even harder with it, like, you know, just constantly saying it's going to be him, going to be him. But as long as he keeps meeting with other teams, and uh, you know, uh, as he has over the last few weeks, he's willing to be talked into another job. Adam Peters met with Washington, and that was it. He didn't meet with other people who requested interviews. He, you know, he even said in his, uh, uh, in his press conference that he was a bad negotiator because he wanted this job and maybe ben johnson ultimately does he obviously said nice things about peters in that press conference last week and maybe this is you know just a world is wasting time until we know they hear the announcement next week but if you're going to keep talking to other teams whether that's for contract negotiation or just for flattery or because you're interested you're leaving the door open to be swayed and that's why like for me i'm like all right well i, I get it he's the favorite but let's see so what's your prediction on seattle well, if you look at their candidates that they brought in for a second time, I mean, it's, you know, no disrespect to the, you know, Evero, the D.C. with with, um, with Carolina. Carolina. They brought in Mike Kafka, the Giants offensive coordinator, and Quinn, and I'm blanking on who else. But, like, it, you know, they, 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 they seem to be, other than Quinn, not going for sort of the more headlinery kind of candidates, like a variable or whatever. But if you think if like, I don't know, like if you figure if they were going to hire Quinn, they would have done it by now. I mean, there is a there is a bit of an arms race going on to a degree when it comes to assembling your staff. I know all these guys probably have a feel for what they're going to do, just like we saw here in 2020. But at the same time, you got to you know 
got to get it done. People have lives. They got they got bills to pay. They got to go do something. So until the bottom line is signed, um, you know, who knows? So if they're going to hire Dan Quinn, I don't know why they're waiting, which leads me to think they're doing something else. But again, everybody else that they're looking at is there, ready to go, presumably, right? So it kind of makes me think there's another shoot to drop here that maybe they are making a play for Rabel. We just don't know about. There has been some noise about Ben Johnson. Again, I don't know how you know, how substantial or you know, real that noise is, but there's been some. So I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's Dan Quinn all of a sudden, but I don't know what that means because everybody else could just hire already. Yeah, the only person you've got to wait to interview in person right now is Ben Johnson or Aaron Glenn. Uh, right, or, because the, or the two Ravens guys, if you, you know, but like or whatever the two it is, Ravens like guys, right? Of course, yes. But, but I'm saying like they have so may, and so maybe that's it. But that hasn't, you know, Washington's already uh, talked with with those guys, um, to, to you know a little bit. So I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't. It's it's odd. Yeah. Yeah, um, you know, I, I, I mentioned this a couple of days ago, and I know I, I mentioned to you, I, I, I do think that Dan Quinn is their plan B in the event that something were to fall through. But I at this point, I don't – like you said, if he's still talking to people and if Seattle were to bring him in and isn't Seattle one of the teams planning to go to Detroit on Monday? They are. I mean, Atlanta's not going there anymore, so it's Seattle and Washington. And you never know until it's done. You know, it, it might be – that um, you know, you you get a lot more money thrown at Ben Johnson. You might have a situation that that he wants to live in the Pacific Northwest versus the East Coast. You, you never know um, until it happens. Uh, for, for what, what it, about for what it's worth? Unless I missed it, I, I don't know that Seattle is definitely going to Detroit. It was going to be Washington, Atlanta, so maybe the Seattle is. But I, I like thought I it was three they... teams. I could be wrong. Maybe maybe it was Carolina was the other one. Maybe now that I think about it, but. But I do Maybe, know that yeah. Seattle virtually interviewed Ben Johnson. That happened. Yeah, yeah. And like I said, the last few days there has been, you know, Google search. There has been a little more noise of like Seattle possibly getting in, interested or, or keeping the door open. But like I said, it seems like they're waiting for something. What that right. something is, is, is I don't know. Yeah, it's like Washington. Everybody believes is waiting for Ben Johnson. Seattle, nobody really has a sense of what they're waiting for kind of sums up yeah. the two opportunities right now. <laughs> yeah. Right? I mean, there really is, there's much more reporting about Ben Johnson being a given to Washington, and there isn't any real reporting out there that somebody's the leading candidate for Seattle. Yeah, no, correct. I mean, the Dan Quinn thing was like the immediate thought when Pete Carroll was reassigned, and then the playoffs happened, and, you know, it's like I said. If they wanted Dan Quinn, why are you why why are you waiting? What what is the holdup at this point? You gotta you gotta you know. Everybody else is getting their coaches. They're starting to hire their staffs. They're moving forward. So, not to mention, look, even next week, right, is the Senior Bowl. Right. Not that your head coach needs to go, but like in theory, you want to start moving forward. There is an actual event next week that matters towards uh, the draft and the, your future. So, why wouldn't you want to get your ducks in a row if you're ready to do it? We've heard Hank Fraley's name as a potential OC hire for Ben Johnson. Um, I know that we talked about this the other day, but um, it's two or three days later. Any names being mentioned as potential defensive coordinators for Ben Johnson? Um, not, not that I've heard. Um, you know, you can look at 
you know, who's, who, who's been on his various staff, um, you know, Evero with, with Carolina, who I would think Carolina wants to keep now, that, you know, but uh, regardless, he and uh, Evero and um, Ben Johnson share the same agent. So I don't know, could there be something there per, perhaps? Um, but, you know, like, you know, I've mentioned like, you know, Chris Harris, the former DB coach here who's getting interviews around uh, the league for DC jobs. It would be a little bit tough, I would guess, to have two first-timers at those jobs. But at the same point, Chris Harris would know this roster pretty well already, right? He would know the lay of the land. So that would seem to speed up that process. But, you know, beyond that, no. I mean, it's, you know, everything has been, you know, pretty – as much as the Ben Johnson to Washington noise is out there, I really think the team has done a pretty good job of keeping things quiet. So – you know, we're, whatever's going to happen, I, I haven't heard enough to say, yeah, this is really something they're looking at. Talking to Ben Standing, of course. Uh, no news um, on any front office movement after the hiring of Adam Peters. Marty Herney's still there. Martin Mayhew's still there. When do you think that starts to happen? Um, well, I, you know, again, I think it comes down to who does Peters want to hire, bring in, and are those people available now? Not everybody is going to be allowed to leave if you're in the scouting department until after the draft because you've already been doing a lot of work for your given team and so on. In the case of Peters leaving San Fran, he's getting you know that massive promotion to, to be a GM, so that's different. But you know, just sort of hiring scouts away or some others, that, you know, teams just may not allow that to happen and therefore you know got to keep somebody around to to mind the store as i said the senior bowl is next week um you know last year you know all those all all the um washington executives were there they also had a bunch of like jack del rio was like sort of the main uh, main coach there you had some other position coaches there as well that were part of the senior bowl staff i'm curious to see what who's going to be there next week my sense is that no coaches are going, but I would assume at this point that the Marty Hernies and Martin Martin Mayhews and the scouts certainly will all be there. So, yeah, we, it may still be a bit before we hear anything, but I would like to imagine we hear at least, hey, Mar- yeah, like in terms of the executives that Martin Mayhew is or isn't staying, I would think of that, that we, we still may get something on that sooner than later, but maybe that's not next week if they've got to go to the Senior Bowl. So when new coaches come in, just this is, you know, um, for everybody that thinks that, you know, when you hire a new coach, he hires a completely new staff. It's actually just not practical, especially given the fact that Ben Johnson may not get the job and start being able to work here in Washington if they were to beat San Francisco for another couple of weeks. Very, you know, typically there are coaches on the staff that end up staying. You know, Jay Gruden kept Sean McVay, kept Wes Phillips, kept Chris Furster, Raheem Morris. I'm I'm sure I'm forgetting Jim Hazlitt um, uh, and others uh, because you just can't – people aren't available. You may have ideas on who you want to hire, but they may not be available. Who on the staff right now do you think is the most likely to be kept by the new head coach? Does Ryan Kerrigan count? Yeah, he counts. Okay, Why wouldn't well, he I count? Would, I'm sort of half kidding. I would say him. I mean, you know, just because there's not much of a 
track record there. Yeah, he was only doing it for the one year, but, you know, he, he is who he is here, you know, all-time sack leader and, you know, on the on the assumption that uh, whatever, uh, you know, that, that he was fine last year, um, you know, that, that that would make sense. But, like, beyond that, I, you know, it is ultimately, to your point, uh, whoever the, the new head coach is is going to think to himself, okay, I would like to hire these people. And maybe he gets some, but not all. So then the question is, well, I'm able to bring in, I'm, I'm making this up, a QB coach, a receiver coach, an offensive line coach, and a secondary coach. Now I'm missing these other pieces initially. What do I do? Does that mean if I don't have a D-line coach, I keep Jeff Scanina and Kerrigan? Maybe. You know, Randy Jordan and Nate Cadzer were holdovers right. from Gruden to Rivera. Yeah. Um, so, you know, you know, maybe – Maybe those two again, uh, you know, uh, but I don't, you know, so it's, there's not much to pick from, yeah. but yeah, I think ultimately right. to me, it, it comes down to the, who, who, who does the new coach bring in and then what, what can't he bring in? And then those would obviously be easier people to keep around. Uh, just, uh, I, I want to get your thoughts on the two championship games here in a moment uh, as Ben Standing joins us. Um Rivera, you know, had that interview with the Eagles. They hired Vic Fangio. I'm just curious, has there been any other news related to Rivera interviewing for a job anywhere? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, what about Biennemi? I mean, it's he's not going to get the head coaching job here, and he's not going to be the OC more likely than not when Ben Johnson gets here. Is there any other teams that have requested interviews with him for, say, an OC position? Uh, no, but I think that, you know, that's obviously the next wave here of things that are going to happen, right? Um, right. You know, teams that have just all made these new head coaching hires are going to start diving in, and then, you know, people are getting moved around the league, right? Tampa Bay just lost their OC to, to Carolina as their new head coach, so now they're going to have to figure out somebody so you know that part that he hasn't gotten any as far as we know any requests for interviews or or interest from teams for OC doesn't necessarily mean anything yet Um, but you know I mean I don't know I I don't have the full list of like who uh, how many teams need OCs at this point but uh, you know I, I you know I could imagine some teams checking in again based on what this past year I don't know how that's going to help his cause, but if you're tying it into mostly what he did in Kansas City, not to mention his, you know, reputation as we'll say a passionate leader, things like that, then that may be be appealing to someone. But uh, I wouldn't like the fact that that seems to be quiet right now doesn't mean a ton to me for that for the moment. Assuming Ben Johnson's here shortly, what do you think is? there offensively that he's going to be excited about talent-wise? I mean, you know, understanding they're going to have to upgrade quarterback, upgrade a lot of areas, but who are the players? We did this, I think, on your podcast a few weeks ago, but who are the players that he's going to be like, yeah, keeper for sure on offense? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, Terry McLaurin is, yeah. is, is Terry the new, for him, his new Amon Ross St. Brown um, you know, conceptually, perhaps, uh, I think St. Brown's got maybe a little more explosiveness than Terry, but obviously Terry is a tremendous receiver. I would be fascinated to know what Ben Johnson thinks of Jahan Dodson, you know, even that first year where he had what seven touchdowns, 
you know, only had 35 catches. They, they really have not done a, a great job of getting the ball, but, you know, how much is that them? How much is that him? I, I would love to know what Ben Johnson thinks of that. Obviously, with the with the ground game, you've got Brian Robinson and Chris Rodriguez. Now, based on what Detroit does did this last year, getting Jameer Gibbs, not so much the first-round part, but having that sort of explosive change of pace back to go with more of that hammer in Montgomery, you would think that that's a piece that they would look for. Maybe that's Antonio Gibson to re-sign him, but, you know, could be just somebody that they, they find in, in the draft. Um, then, obviously, Sam Cosme. You know, I mean, Detroit has a really, really good offensive line, and a lot of that was in place before Ben Johnson even became the OC. He obviously would not have the same benefit here, but, you know, Cosme, you know, lost in all the losing, did have a pretty impressive year, especially changing positions. So I would think that's kind of the group. And, you know, I don't think there's anybody at tight end. I don't know if there's anybody else at receiver. The offensive line, you know, beyond Cosme, it's just a lot of random pieces. So that's kind of the group, I would think. I think one of the things that will be interesting is at quarterback, if we all assume that quarterback is a top priority roster-wise and that they're going to draft a quarterback at number two, is what whether or not they decide to go sign a veteran to be the backup versus having Sam Howell be the backup. What do you uh, think? Oh no, I com- I completely agree. I you know I've said now uh, several times if it's me, I'm doing whatever I can to not start the rookie, uh, but not because you know don't even know who it is, don't really care. I just think that teams make big mistakes throwing these guys out too early. And here, as we know, there's just, you know, coming off the season they just had, you know, Ben Johnson's not a miracle worker, I wouldn't think. So I, I don't imagine the, the scenario being dramatically better year one. Uh, obviously, every circumstance is unique. You have to judge it for what it is. But I would, to me, I would probably rather see them go get that, you know, whether it's Jacoby Brissett himself or somebody like that to have either as the spot starter or just to feel like, hey, we can still try to compete and win games. Now, not saying Sam Howe couldn't do that, because obviously Sam Howe, you know, the first half last year showed a lot of spunk and all that. But you also, you know, the whole reason I kept hearing why Jacoby Brissett needed to stay here, even at the trade deadline, was how much he helped Sam Howe's development. Right. Well, if that's the case, right. then I don't imagine Sam Howe, as a second-year starter, a third-year player, is going to be the same guy. He's still learning himself. So that would be my rub there. I, uh I would think you could possibly get something for Hal in a trade, but putting that part aside, yeah, I do think what they do as the sort of number two quarterback uh, could be a, an interesting indication as to what their you know sort of plans are this year. All right. Uh, the two games Sunday, who do you like in the AFC championship game and why? So my question is basically the Kansas City's offense, the last week and maybe the two games in the playoffs, was certainly better than it was in the regular season. But is that real? Do, are we saying that they're definitely back? Or was it because Buffalo's defense was incredibly beat up and Miami was playing in 20-degree weather without their top two defensive ends? As much below. as I want to yeah. sort of – yeah, as much as I want to ride with Mahomes, I just kind of feel like the Ravens are the better team. And I also like the team in general coming off the game in which they got past some sort of mental barrier. And in this case for Baltimore – it was not getting to the championship game round with Lamar Jackson. They did that now. So as, as silly as I'm going to probably feel 
Sunday if they if Kansas City covers and you're getting wins and they're getting points. But I would take the Ravens uh, to win and cover. I think. All right. What about the Lions 49ers game? Yeah. So you know, I heard your uh, you said at the top the smell test may get a 49ers play, and I, I, that's kind of where I was going. It just feels like, look, Detroit. It's a great story, but you know. San Fran just feels like it's the, uh, you know, it, it's the clearly better team. I know they didn't show that necessarily last week against Green Bay, and seven points is not nothing against an offense like Detroit. But I, I just think, you know, the odds are San Francisco uh, shines more on both sides of the ball. So I would take San Fran something along the lines of, uh, you know, 31-23. That would be a cover. At even at seven and a half, that would be a half point cover. All right, good job. Thanks. I'll talk to you this weekend. Yeah, man. See ya. Ben Standig, everybody at Ben Standig on Twitter. Uh, all right, uh, it's championship weekend. Uh, we don't have a head coach yet. That comes probably next week, assuming the Lions lose. What's your number one prediction about either game on Sunday? What's the thing that you've been telling friends in conversations about these games you're most confident in? 301-230-0980. 301-230-0980. What's your number one prediction for either one of these two championship games? Uh, we'll open up phone lines, and again, I may update the smell test, which I gave out both unders already. That's not going to change, but uh, there is more information um, coming in on the 49ers. More public action uh, than Denton and I had earlier on Detroit. All right, we'll uh, we'll update that maybe next as well. Uh, I do want to mention uh, Window Nation. Window Nation right now has. One of their best deals of the year going on. Uh, 50% off all style windows plus five five years of 0% interest. If you're going to finance the purchase, you don't have to pay anything for five years. Window Nation has all the credibility they need with me. I've been a customer. I've known many customers of Window Nation. Many of them have come through this show. Others are friends or family members. They've got the credibility because they've been around for a long time. They're a top five window retailer in America. Last year alone, they sold 40 times more than the average window retailer. They get it right the first time. 96% of their installs require no follow-up service in part because they make the windows here locally. They measure them window, uh, they measure them three times to ensure proper fit. Uh, and right now, you can lower your energy bills, make your home look better for half the price that they typically charge for their windows. And if you want to finance the purchase, you won't pay any interest until the year 2029. Call them now at 866-90-NATION. Go to windownation.com. Mention my name. You'll get a free estimate so you've got nothing to lose. Uh, old windows, 10 years of age or older, your home doesn't look good and you're spending too much on your energy bills. The purchase of new windows with this deal from Window Nation will save you big money. Uh, not only in the in the long run, but it won't be that long of a run before you get a return on your new windows. 86690nation windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, 
You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 